Coming down the aisle, it's Wrestlepedia with your host, the savant of the squared circle, the Ray Man of Wrestling, it's Brody, the Insane Brain Herman. Welcome back to Wrestlepedia with Brody, the Insane Brain Herman, the savant of the squared circle, the Rain Man of wrestling. How are you doing, Brody? I'm doing great. I'm very excited about these episodes that you put together because you're 18 years old. Uh, you're my son, obviously. You've been watching and studying professional wrestling since you were in diapers. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. And and you were blessed with one of these uh, memories where basically everything you see and everything you hear yeah. somehow is stored inside your brain. Yep. You're like a, a Google with a massive hard drive. Is yeah, that fair to say? I would, I would say that. Okay, well, uh, today's topic, we're going to be ranking, and I love this topic. Uh, we're looking at the top five babyface turns yeah. in the history of wrestling. Yes. So we're talking about times where uh, a bad guy, a yeah. heel, yeah. something happens in a match, and they're able to get the entire audience onto their side yeah. and literally become the hero, become the yeah. babyface. yeah. This has always been one of the most incredible things, in my opinion, in wrestling, is is how, if it's done correctly, you can have an entire crowd of people hating you, yeah. and and by the end, they love you. It makes me think of the movie Rocky IV, yeah. when Rocky Balboa is fighting out in Russia yeah. against Ivan Drago, and at first, uh, they're all booing for Rocky, but then over the course of the match... Rocky wins them over and reminds all of us that if he can change and you can change, everybody can change. It's about that emotion and that's what wrestling brings out, that pure emotion. So so let's talk about this because obviously this has happened hundreds of times yes. in the history of wrestling. So narrowing it down yeah. to the top five is no easy feat. No. Let's jump in. Number five, the time where a, a bad guy turns good. In the course yeah. of a match. Let's hear it. Well, the number five turn we're going to talk about is when Randy Savage turns babyface at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 7. It was in 1991. He was in a match with the Ultimate Warrior. At the time, you know, he wasn't, he was a good, he was, he was not that good of a wrestler, I have to be honest, Ultimate Warrior. We talk about overrated wrestlers that put Ultimate Warrior number one on the list. Hey, that's uh, another list for another that's day. That's another list for another day, but okay. we'll talk about, you know, Ultimate Warrior wasn't, you know, that good of a wrestler. And Randy Savage in this match, and of course... You know, we're going Randy Savage as a heel at the time. He turns on Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 8, 9, you know, WrestleMania 5's main event, Savage versus Hogan. And he's been a heel ever since that point. And fans kind of miss Savage and Elizabeth and that, that, that whole I thing. I mostly missed Elizabeth. Well, we'll talk about that. I didn't miss that. Savage that we, much. But well, Elizabeth, I mean, as a, as a gentleman, I, well, I, I missed her. Well, we'll talk about that a Rest little bit. Rest in peace. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, in the match, obviously, Savage loses to Ultimate Warrior, and, they were, and the stipulation was a career-ending match because Vince really wanted Savage to do commentary. Savage wanted really no part of that, even though he did commentary for a while because it had to be under his contract, but he didn't really want to be behind the mic. He really wanted to be in the ring and sure. doing the oh yeah, and that's Macho Man's gimmick, and he had that voice, and you know that was kind of his thing, and, and, and Randy... You know, fans really were booing him, but then, of course, Elizabeth comes out, and, 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 and Randy, you know, at the end of the match when he loses, he gives her a big hug, and, and, and you know, in reality, this was a type of thing for Randy to try to repair the relationship since this is when they were divorced in 91, obviously. There was really no saving it. You know, this was kind of the last time, you know, on good terms between the two, and then they kind of split apart, and, 
You know, but this was this so was, it was not really during the match. He loses the match. He loses the match. But but after the match, somehow Elizabeth he hugged, appears. Yeah, Elizabeth appears. He reconciles with. He her. reconciles with her. The fans go bananas, and it's why it's so important. Is because I don't think we talk about Randy Savage in the same light without Elizabeth and without that reaction and the highlight of Savage's career. I don't think we'll talk about him as, in the same light as when people cite him as being one of the greats. I don't think we would talk about him in the same light without this baby face turn. Yeah, well, you know, as you know, I'm a big baseball fan. Sure. I'm not, I don't follow the wrestling like you do, but mm-hmm. actually Randy Savage had been a professional baseball well, player. Well, he was in the minors. He, well, that's professional baseball. Yeah. He hadn't made it to the majors. No. I believe he was in the Cincinnati Red system. I think so, for a little while, And yes. what, what, Do you remember what his name was back then? Uh, his, his real name was Randy Poffo. His father was a wrestling yes. promoter, and... Of course, you know, they, they wanted not to, you know, because his brother but he had to be a of. pretty good athlete to make it to that far in baseball. In fact, I'm a baseball card collector, yeah. and for fun, somebody put out a card of him yeah. as if he had made the Cincinnati Reds. And this would have been about 1976. Uh, yeah, it would have 74? been. 74? Uh, a little early. I think 74. I think he was like, yeah, drafted in like 71. I think he was okay. drafted in like 71. So. I'm trying to think of the card that they have. Yeah. I think it might be 74. Okay, so Randy Savage is number five on your list. Yeah. Going from heel to baby face. Simply by hugging Elizabeth. Yeah, it was. See, they say there's no romance in wrestling, but there is romance there. This moment proved that uh, love conquers all. Yeah, for that little moment, when you talk about romance, this has got to be on top of the list in romance or wrestling. Yeah, I would have. if, if our if our primes had overlapped, I think uh, Elizabeth yeah. would have been right up my alley. Maybe so. Uh, I like that Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, it's true. With you, it's hard to hate her because I think she's just a. Uh, a very she good looking a, woman. Yeah, she has a big presence, of course, in wrestling. I, I would I'd like her to have a big presence right here. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's stay on topic. Yes. I don't want to take this too far afoul. Number four on your list for the greatest babyface turns. Oh. Of course, that's the signature thing about the turn we're going to talk about. When you when Batista, when, when of course, Batista, let's let's segue back here. Batista was Leviathan in, in OVW, ran by Jim Cornette and Danny Davis as a vampire gimmick. He was the most over-wrestler in the company. He was winning matches like nobody's business, and they bring him into the WWE in late 2002. He was Deacon Batista originally with Devon, and it just wasn't going over well. And then Triple H saw his physique and said, we'll have this guy join Evolution. Well, Evolution was a bad guy group of wrestlers. And now this now late 2002, all the way until about Royal Rumble 2005, which you know how that whole thing went out. John Cena and Batista eliminated both of themselves at the end of the Royal Rumble, and they had to redo the entire match um, on pay-per-view live. Uh, but Batista ended up winning the match. And, of course, Batista had a phase. At the time, the leader of Evolution, Triple H, was the World Heavyweight Champion. And, of course, your stablemate wouldn't face you for the title. That's That's not real in wrestling, is it? And then when, you know, when Triple H, you know, when they do thumbs up, they agree that, you know, they're, they're not going to have this match. Of course, that's not going to be the case. And the thumbs immediately go up and go down, thumbs down. Batista, of course, turns on Evolution, turns on Triple H, turns babyface. Fans go nuts. Most over wrestler in the company for a while. WrestleMania 21, he faces Triple H, beats Triple H, wins the World Heavyweight title, and is catapulted into stardom, now, of course. Batista, yes, real stardom. I mean, real he's stardom. one of these guys that's made his way into the movies. Yes. And is actually very charming in the films. He was in yeah. uh, both of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yeah. He was very good in that. 
What was I'm, they, he also did that movie with the little girl? Was that one of the spy yeah. you know, uh, movies? Yeah, uh, one of the spies. Which I thought it, it, it was, was a bad guy in James charming. Bond. He was yes, bad guy he in was James a henchman in the James Bond yeah, film. That Mr. was the Hicks. other one yeah. I was remembering him for. So yeah. he's a guy I'd like to see him hang around for a while, uh, making some films. You know, you need yeah. that next generation of just sort of yeah. Uh, those big guys those that are strong, guys, but yeah. they have a heart of a teddy bear. Sure they do. So that takes us to number three. Number, the number three. three, greatest baby face turn. Yeah, most people would say this is, you know, got to be up higher, maybe even higher. The Rock turns on the corporation, which, by the way, we, we got to start. It's hard to remember The Rock as a bad guy. Well, The Rock, you know, he was originally started off as a baby face, but fans didn't like him. Rocky sucks. He wasn't over at the beginning because he was the second generation guy, Rocky Johnson. There were a lot of allegations out about Rocky Johnson at the time, and it was, it was, he was painted in a bad light, and. You know, he was this, you know, vi you know, he was just present, he just, did, they didn't like the guy. He was, he was just a second generation guy that, you know, he played football at Miami and, and you thought, how can the, you know, they thought he was going to be a good guy. Fans didn't like him from the beginning. And then he joins this nation of domination group that was based off of the Black Panther Party. And they were a stable at the time of African-American wrestlers like Ron Simmons, uh, D'Lo Brown and, and. Um, Mustafa, whatever, what's his name? Uh, Godfather was in it, and there were a lot of you know African American wrestlers in it, and, and then The Rock separates out, and, and The Rock you know kind of emerges as a, as a star a little bit, and Vince makes him the top heel of the company. He wins the belt at Survivor WWE Heavyweight Championship at Survivor Series in 1998 in St. Louis, and of course it catapults him to be the heel at WrestleMania 15, which would be one of the greatest rivalries in wrestling history, The Rock and Steve Austin, and yes. obviously. You know, The Rock is the heel and the Austin is the babyface. But shortly after WrestleMania 15, Vince can see that The Rock is going to be this popular guy eventually. That now, now it's time that we need to make him, you know, one of the top yeah. guys. I mean, he's got too much charm and charisma and likability yeah. to keep him as a, as a heel for that I mean, long. I mean, this is a time where, I mean, he was, let's say this, he was on Saturday. I mean, The Rock, he guest hosted on Saturday Night Live when not a lot of people... Really, I mean, this guy, I mean, when we talk about celebrity, he was probably not even really a celebrity but when he was hosting on Saturday Night Live. People I think maybe he, had, is it possible he had maybe just done the Scorpion King? No, it was, it was before that because he, he did one after, but he did one, I think, in 90, it was, it was, it was Tracy Morgan's, like, first or second season. Okay. When so was that, 96, 97 around there? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's been a while. So, okay, so The Rock, do you remember the moment that he turned? Yeah, we'll talk face? about that right now. So the corporation was this heel group at the time, ran by the McMahons. Of course, they play bad guys on television because that's what you do, boo the promoter, because he's holding our baby face back, and we're going to have all these heel obstacles that are going to stop him in the way. But The Rock just couldn't take it anymore. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't like the corporation. He didn't like to be held back anymore. He blamed them for having Steve Austin winning the belt over him. He didn't want to be booked in the match. So he became a babyface. He cuts this amazing promo. And this is the first time we see The Rock really bombastically going into a promo. And all of a sudden, the fans are getting behind him. This is this is the moment The Rock is cutting this great promo. And we really can sink our teeth behind this guy. And this babyface turn catapulted him into a star. That's what you want in a babyface turn. This guy, we, this, star, this turn is going to make a guy a star. And this did that for The Rock. So... This baby booster, yeah, it wasn't, you know, the, the greatest turn in, in itself in the moment, but it catapulted something bigger, and that's what makes it a yeah. great baby face turn. No, I understand, and that's what probably keeps it from being higher on the right. list. I like it when it happens sort of during a match. Well, but we're going to talk about that next. Well, all right, number two on the list. You're going to yeah. like this one. All right, I'm, I'm, we're all waiting. We're ready. Let's hear yeah. it. Yeah. 
Um, we're going to talk about Hulk Hogan, but not not during it's Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 18 in 2002. But let's dive into you know the career turn. Hulk Hogan uh, was you know Vince's top star. I mean, he was. I mean, when he came back after Rocky III, he was made WWE Heavyweight Champion, and he pretty much was at the top for a lot of the years. Long and he was a long time at the top, and then he went and jumped to the opposition of WCW in you know to the, in 1994. He goes to Turner and betrays Vince. Um, because you know, all the steroid trial stuff and Hogan just, it's just the relationship crumbled. And of course he goes to WCW. He actually, him joining WCW, uh, leading them to actually win the ratings for about two or three years before Vince comes back and, and really takes charge. And Hogan was really one of the great first big stars of wrestling. He did a lot of movies that weren't very good. And, and obviously he really did. I, I remember yeah. a bunch of those. He never quite took off. He was a great presence in the wrestling ring. You're not a great, great interviewer in the movie. Hard to, you don't want to watch him necessarily for an hour and a half. No, and he never did. He was never meant for movies. He was meant for wrestling. And obviously... Although he was arguably the first wrestler to really cross over to a mainstream movie in Rocky Three. Yeah. But he, he played a wrestler. Yeah, he played a wrestler. And, and not a good guy. No, he was, so really, he was a bad guy at the time. He didn't turn good guy until Vince brought him back. Yeah, but then yeah. we're going to talk about... So Hulk Hogan, WCW, when we talk about wrestling screw jobs, we'll talk about why he left WCW in 2000. We talk about wrestling screw jobs. That'll be a great episode. And Hulk Hogan, you know, he, he's not ready to leave wrestling yet. He's making a lot of money and he's coming back in 2002 with this new world order faction that WCW, you know, had in 1996. They formed together as the three of them and they, and they wanted were to come back. Guys then? They were bad guys. And then. who else was in that? Scott way? Hall and Kevin Nash, who okay. Eric Bischoff was really the one that created that whole faction and really booked this invasion angle. And Hogan and all of them and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, WCW closed and WWE bought them and we want to kind of come back. Well, they came back in early 2002. New World Order, it wasn't really going over well. Fans were booing it, you know, but, the, you know. Aren't they great. supposed to boo it? The yeah, they were supposed to boo it. That's the reaction they wanted, but it just wasn't that good. And, and, and But they thought this thing at WrestleMania 18, this is going to be the thing we're going to book Hulk Hogan with, the star we just talked about, The Rock. This match, no, it's not going to be for the WWE Heavyweight Championship, but this match in the middle of the car is really going to elevate you know, Hogan and Roxanne at the time, they weren't, you know, main event guys at the top of the world anymore, but they were still iconic figures in the wrestling business. And, you know, at the, you know, Hogan's supposed to be a bad guy, black and white, NWO comes out, and, and he's against The Rock, and The Rock, you know, is beating him up, and The Rock, I think, ends up winning the match. And, of course, because of the NWO attacking Hogan, and then all of a sudden the fans are amazed because he just rips off the black and white, and he gets back into it, and, and he's doing that amazing hulking up and coming back that fans were so yearning for for so long, and all of a sudden it was like this nostalgic moment, and Hogan is getting cheered now, and now he's a good guy again. It was finally, it was, after all those It was years. finally a happy reunion in wrestling for Hulk Hogan. For now, obviously, Hogan has had trials and tribulations and, through wrestling, and... You know, are like, you looking... They're making a movie about Hulk Hogan. He is, he's... It, a, it came down to me and Chris Hemsworth as to which one of us was going to play Hulk. Yeah. I had suggested that maybe Chris play the younger Hulk, I was ready to play the I, older know, Hulk. You know what? I want to know. You know, I'm not as interested as who's going to play Hogan as more who's going to play Vince McMahon. You know what? Who do you who do you like for Vince McMahon? I don't know if they've cast the part yet. I don't know. I I I, I just wonder like who could bring that you know villain that that promoter like presence. I mean, of course you have to you have to make a role for Vince McMahon, make a role for Eric Bischoff, make a role for Mean Gene Okerlund. Yeah, I you know you know who I think would be maybe a good Vince McMahon, depending on if he can get the voice down. I mean, I could like Tom Hardy. 
You know who you know he can yeah. do. He can do good. He can do evil. He can yeah, do he smart. Yeah, he can do evil. Yeah. I think you know he made himself kind of pumped up when he played yeah. Bane. Sure. Uh, I think uh, you know he's he's a good actor. He is a good actor. I think. I mean, I you, think you need somebody get, with yeah. some nuance, but also they got to sure. kind of be a big personality. They got to be. You got to be big. You got to be you know a, a taller man with that Vince presence, and you got to be. A bossy like figure. I, I always thought Damian Lewis can knock off a good Vincent. Yeah, Cameron. well, you know, I think he's he's got the acting chops. I don't know if he looks enough like him. Yeah, but you know what? You know, nowadays in Hollywood, they can make anybody look like yeah. anybody, which Damian is why Lewis. I wanted to play Hulk Hogan. I said, folks, I've got this this mustache here. Yeah, you know, give me a chance. Chris Hemsworth, I mean. and they said, no, we have Chris Hemsworth, and we think that that's going to bring uh, women in as well as men, whereas you are going to bring in nobody. And I thought yeah. that was a pretty compelling argument. Yeah, well, Thor, you know, we have to make Thor Hulk Hogan. Why, why I guess not? it makes sense. So Anytime they have a long, blonde-haired character, he gets the part. Yeah, he's it got It seems to. decidedly unfair. Yeah. Let's get back on track with the list. Where the number are we one baby the number face. one. So here it is, the number one baby face turn. Bad guy turns good is... Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, it's Steve Austin. And WrestleMania 13, how can mm -hmm. we not, I mean, this, when you talk about babyface turns, catapulting guy to a star, we'll talk about, this is one of the greatest matches of all time, Bret Hart and Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13 submission match, and of course, Bret Hart wins it, but it's because Steve Austin passes out and he's bleeding, and it's, it's a double turn. Well, one guy turns bad and one guy turns uh, good, and the classic double turn comes in the play now, how, do, how do they pull that off? How do they get the whole audience, I mean, other than Rocky IV, I've right. never seen... A really successful double turn. Double what, turns. What did he do? We will do an episode on double turns, okay, and this but, will probably rock the top of the list on a double turn. But a double turn is when you want the audience to shift the motion between two wrestlers to start an elevated feud. When you want Bret Hart, who's a popular babyface, has to turn heel, and you need the goal is to launch the star, who was a heel that fans really, you know... Didn't like so it. How did, they, how did they do it? Well, they did it in the match. It was a submission match. And Steve Austin doesn't have a submission. So automatically, there's Bret Hart as the sharpshooter. That's his finisher. Steve Austin, he doesn't have a submission move. So fans are like, he's not going to win this match. Maybe, maybe he could just find a submission. Maybe he can have a submission that can beat Bret Hart. And that automatically, that underdog mentality you surround with Steve Austin, you've got to get behind this guy. You've got to somehow... Get behind this guy and boo Brett. Well, obviously, you know, and the match, Steve Austin and Bret Hart have a great match. One of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. They put on a clinic. This is a great match. And, of course, they have blood in it. And, of course, Steve doesn't have a wrestling hole. Bret Hart puts him in the sharpshooter, and he just he passes out. But he works so hard. He's bleeding for the fans. And he, and he, and he, and he goes in there, and he works so hard. That the underdog mentality, when, when, when Brett put the sharpshooter so on So this Steve, was literally like what happened in Rocky IV. Right. Well, and then, they, were, they started to, to, to get behind his heart. Right, you have to get behind his heart. That's that's how baby faces turns work, or how double turns work. You got to get behind the guy's heart. And you tie. Once he got in that sharpshooter, they they weren't a fan of that. They they wanted the under underdog to win. And when Brett put on that sharpshooter, it became a boo, a course of boost for Brett. And then when Steve Austin got up, you know, yeah, it wasn't a main event of WrestleMania, but he got up and and he, and, he, and his hand, you know, he didn't his hand wasn't raised, but he got out of there and and he ended up. Be in the baby face, and you know, well, I mean, what, what is what a career that launched, right? I mean, Steve right. Austin well, versus Steve Vince Austin, McMahon. I think of his era, the number one, probably. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he kind of dived into Hollywood a little bit, but mainly was wrestling. I mean, that's the thing you love to do, and that's where Steve Austin belonged. And there was a lot of merchandising around. I mean, Steve yeah, Austin. when you talk about merchandising, NWO t shirts and Austin 316 t shirts were all the rage in the 90s, and 
you know, people love Austin 316, and he actually did that as a bad guy, and then they marketed the hell out of it when he became a babyface. So, you know, it was it was a win-win, and of course that, you know, really, at, that, that turn hadn't happened. God, we'd be talking about a different wrestling business right now. Right, so there you have it, folks, one of the key moments in wrestling. Do you agree with his picks? Did he leave anybody out that you would have put on there? Uh, did he get the order wrong? Let us know in the comments or send an email to Brody directly. He will respond to it. Brody at theinsanebrain.com. Really good episode. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe to either the podcast or the channel. Uh, we'd love to have you on either one. And thanks for listening. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye.